Welcome to the First Assembly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message and find encouragement through the Holy Spirit. Thanks, Hunter. Good morning, everyone. What an exciting day. This is Vision Sunday. And we uh, typically have a Vision Sunday once, maybe twice a year, where we just take time to rally around who it is God has called us to be, where he's calling us to go, and also to celebrate uh, what God has been doing in our local assembly. And so uh, you hear us all the time talk about how we are on mission in Calgary and the world. And today we're going to hear more specifically about what that looks like. And so um, I'm excited to share that with you. Just as I was preparing, just before we get right into some of the projects that we're going to be sharing and just some of the ways that we can all participate, I really just felt uh, I wanted to share with you something that was just on my heart. And I feel like the Lord just put this, this scripture on my heart as I was preparing for today. And it has to do with, with vision, but it just has to do with how the Lord has cared for us so well this year. Psalm 27, it's, it's a Psalm of David. It's, it's originally a song. And again, what a beautiful song we sang this morning. God is blessing us and continues to bless us with songwriting in the house. That's part of what God has called us to envision. And, and so this psalm was originally a song. And the lyrics of that song uh, are, are powerful. It's about confidence in God during a challenging time. We've been through a very challenging time. But I feel like the Lord was just saying to me to encourage all of us. We can have deep confidence in him. And I know we have, and he has been our rock, and he has been our anchor. But even as we move forward, that we could lean into God like we've never leaned into him before. But listen to this. This is what it says. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Church, we're not going to be a church that fears. We're going to be a church that continues to be people of faith and leaning into faith. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. You see, there's all kinds of evil in the world. There's all kinds of brokenness. But I want to encourage us again today that no matter how dark and how broken this world is, that the light of the gospel is still shining bright, that the good news is still the good news, that the gospel is still going forth with great power and authority through the people of God. And the church is rising up, so we should not fear. The war break out against me. Even then, I will be confident. Everybody say confident. I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this is only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You see, there's nothing like the house of the Lord. There's nothing like being together with the people of God. There's all kinds of exciting things. And and on a year like this, we miss travel, we miss freedom, all those things. But there is nothing like the power and the joy and the beauty of the presence of God. And we long for that as a church. And we desire that more than ever. And I believe that that this is what God has been shaping in us. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. That we would prioritize the house of God. That we would have a heart for the local church like we've never had. In participation. In prayer. In, in just giving and going and, and reaching and gathering. That we would have a heart for the local church like never before. I believe this is what God is shaping in us that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days and gaze on the beauty of the Lord. See, if you're not connected to the house of the Lord, you're going to miss those gazes of beauty. You might see God and you might see some beautiful things and some sunsets and all those things speak of the beauty of God. But there's something beautiful about the people of God together on mission. 
And this is what we are gazing on today, the beauty of how God has been so gracious and he's sustained us over this last season. He has done so many great things and miracles. And I just heard about another testimony this morning. It's just so incredible. And we will seek him in his temple for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon the rock. Are you on the rock this morning? Are you on that sure foundation? We can lean in in confidence in God as we look at vision today. Now here's, here's the theme verse of the day. And I'm going to read it out. I'm going to put it up on the screen for all of us. Here it goes. Verse 13. This is what David says. He says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We're going to see his goodness. We remain confident that God is good. God has been good over this last year and a half. God continues to be good. And I am confident that we're not just going to see good things one day when we get to heaven. We're going to see the goodness of God pour out upon the church, upon Calgary, upon our nation, like we have never seen before. We are going to see and experience the goodness of God. How many are believing that with me this morning? I'm contending for that. I'm in alignment with David this morning. I'm saying I'm going to contend for I'm going to believe for the goodness of God like I've never experienced before. I'm going to believe for the goodness of God in your life, in your family, on your home, on your business, on your coming, on your going, on your children, on your grandchildren, on your ministry, on your life, that the anointing is going to increase, that the grace is going to increase upon every home, every child, every grandchild, every friend, every colleague, everybody who has maybe wandered away, that the grace of God is going to be so powerful upon your life that the goodness of God is going to rest upon your life in a way that you've never experienced before. And the goodness of God is going to rest upon this local house as he sends us on mission like we've never experienced before. I feel it. And I believe it deeply in my spirit. And today is just a taste. It's just a sampling. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we were praying for uh, a friend a friend in our church, member of our church, Ricky, and his girlfriend, Emmy. And Emmy was struggling in intensive care. She got COVID and she was in her 20s and she was in intensive care and it was looking very, very grim. And as a church, you may remember a few weeks ago, we prayed together. And you know, from that day forward, things begin to break. And I know many of you were praying. And I just heard from Ricky just a few days ago. She's back. She's doing well. She's eating. She's still in hospital, but she's recovering. And we thank God. And I know there are so many testimonies. And we're going to hear on this testimony Sunday, this vision Sunday, of the way that God has been at work over this past year and some of the projects and some of the things that we are believing God for as we step into the rest of 2021 and into the following year. And so this is going to be so exciting. You hear often me talk about, friends, we're on mission here in Calgary and around the world. And as we do, uh, as we do come together and participate together, we are seeing God do things in Calgary and globally. Today, we're just going to get a snapshot. We, uh, we, we put this together, this magazine, Kingdom Builders 2021. And so you would have received an email from me this week. Check your inbox. Make sure it didn't go to junk mail. I want everybody in the church to get a hold of this. It's PDF version, but we do have some copies here today as well at the information guest services. Uh, just by donation, you can pick up a, a, a copy of this Kingdom Builders magazine. And you know, I'm so proud of our team. They worked so hard to put this together. But this really does... Yeah, let's just give our team a big hand. They did such a great job. 
But what it does is it just captures the heart and the vision of our church. People say, well, what's First Assembly about? Where are you going? What's, what's God doing? How, how are you impacting the world? This captures the heart. It's, it's only, honestly, as I was reading through it too, I'm like, oh man, we have, what about this story? What about this mission field? What about, there's so many more things that even didn't make it into the magazine, but this is a great flyover of, of some of the ways that we've been on mission over this last year and how God is setting us up for the future. So we're going to hear about that today. All right. So this is exciting. So awesome. Thanks so much, team. I'm going to invite up our uh, very first guest this morning because first we're going to focus glow or rather we're going to focus locally. We're on mission locally. And so I'm going to invite uh, Jeremiah and Angel Kivya to come on up here and share some vision with us this morning. Jer and Angel, great to have you guys here. Great, great to have you here today. This is exciting. This is exciting. We are on mission together, aren't we? Amen. This is true. This is awesome. Um, Jeremiah and, and Angel are going to share, share with us the first uh, part of our vision, which is, first of all, that we are going to uh, be looking at the Derek's drop-in. Okay, so why don't you tell us a little bit about this, this vision? This is part of where we're seeing God leading us in the future. So Angel, why don't you go first? And, or sure. maybe, I'm not sure how you guys have planned it, but there we go. Yeah, for sure. Um, so hi, everybody. My name is Angel, in case we haven't met. And I'd, I'd, just before we talk about the youth center, I'd actually love to tell you about my favorite person. And that's my dad. His name is Derek. And uh, many of you might have known him. He used to serve here. He was a part of our congregation. He was the guy at Next Steps with a big smile. And he is a huge believer of the local church, and he's a kingdom builder. And I'm really proud of him and the life that he has lived. Um, a couple years ago in 2019, he passed away tragically from a plane crash. And uh, my family, we have been dreaming and praying about how it is that we can continue to live on his legacy and continue to build the kingdom because he so strongly believed in the local church. Uh, so we had this opportunity come up a, a few months ago uh, where the, um, the Boeing, the airline that took responsibility for the plane crash, put together a bursary for, uh, for us to be able to donate to charities and organizations that those victims believed in. And, and my dad was such a huge believer in First Assembly and the local church that we decided that we would take some of those funds and, and pour in and start something new here at First Assembly. So the, there came the idea of starting a youth center. I know this is something that Jeremiah has had in his heart for a very long time. Woo! Come on. Yeah. And Jeremiah, why don't you, why don't you uh, let us know what is the heart and the yeah, vision around? Yeah, absolutely. Man, you guys can keep clapping because it is, it is so exciting. I love this because how this whole thing even came together was like beyond anybody's strategy or thinking. Like even... Me and James and the team, we were just in conversation with another um, person who kind of does something similar around this work with like drop in um, that week of just like, oh, what would it look like to, you know, start something like this or have something the way the phrase that he uses a net that's not often cast with marginalized youth and people that are typically in this demographic. And it just all came together divinely in that week. So, man, we know that God's hand is on it for sure, which is super exciting. Um, but kind of the big idea, I'll just go through um, our vision and values, just so you guys know some of the language and kind of the heart of it. And so the, the mission is um, 
outreach basis, interaction with youth, and engaging marginalized youth trained with trained and caring adults through mentorship, spiritual engagement, conversation, leadership development, teaching, practical skills, um, and all through like different volunteers and initiatives and things that happen in the city, which I'll give more details to. And the values are um, really, if you, if you knew anything about Derek or who he was, um, these, these were vibrant in his character for sure. He was a person that was open to all, um, from all backgrounds, all cultures, all faith. Why, why don't you share really, really quick that story of that Muslim family that you guys um, had at your home? Yeah, for sure. So um, my dad was a person that was for everybody. It didn't matter what your story was, what your background was. Uh, what you affiliated or associated yourself with. And our home was always open to every single person. There's not a person that I would see, I've seen come through my home who we had judgment on. And I think he had a dream of being, of seeing the church be a place that was so inclusive to everybody, regardless of what they believe. I know we say here all the time that we belong before we believe. And he, he had groups together. He worked for nonprofits. He had community groups that he would put together. And we actually had Muslim families come to our home all the time. And yeah. I just thought, what a dream it would be to see people of different faiths yeah. come into the house of yeah. the Lord. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come on. Um, yeah, and so creating a space for everybody, everybody's welcome, seeking the orphans of society, pursue those who are broken and need support. And of course, our love, this is all from this place of our love for Jesus. Um, and it would all come out of this overflow. And so the dream in the heart is that, man, whoever would come into this space um, from whatever background would really first and foremost sense that, man, there's something different and that it would be the love, the transformative love of Jesus. And so, yeah, Jesus is the hope of the world, the source and joy and fulfillment of life. So this is the heart that people would experience when they come to this space. Um, caring for the whole individual, um, every single aspect of one's life, having resources and things specific to how do we care for individuals, um, and giving people holistic as- assistance and tools um, to help them rise to be healthy, thriving adults. Um, and we care for the one as well as the group, um, helping, you know, not just like people that are broken and hurting individually, but also like, in in heart with the house of shaping the next generation. Um, How do we shape men and young young men and young women um, to be everything that they're called to be, not just in their direct calling, but in their vocation, in their skills, in their communication, in their so on and so forth. And so, um, yeah, why don't you share, Angel, um, kind of the, the program specifically more so what we're talking about. For sure, yeah. So we have a goal of launching this youth center this fall when the school year starts. And as a team, we really leaned into, God, how can you utilize the local church best to, mm-hmm. to, to lift this up? And so we decided that we're going to have it here in this building, out there in that foyer. And with that are a lot of plans to to kind of revitalize this um this, this building so that it could be suitable for some of the programs and ministries that we're wanting to, to start up. Along with that also comes a very big team. So, uh, we, we have been seeking the Lord to bring the right people who have a heart for this, who have a heart for marginalized youth, mm-hmm. at risk youth, and empowering them and helping them grow, not just spiritually, but also in their education and really practical skills. 
Um, and so we're going to have a team that's going to come along with that. And they're going to be helping us lead a couple of different initiatives that we are going to start off with, but we're believing that the Lord is going to give us dreams for even more. Yeah. So some of those initiatives um, that we're going to be starting up this year includes a sports program mm-hmm. that I am sure my sister will be helping out lots with. Um, so we'll run, we'll run after-school activities and sports of all sorts throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to run a tutoring-slash-educational program. I think it'd be so cool, guys, if we could host a diploma prep in this building. Let's go. I know everybody pays tons of money to go to UC and do diploma prep, but I just believe that in the house of the Lord, kids will get educated. Let's go. I love that. Amen. Um, We are also planning on doing some mentorship programs. I know my my mom talked specifically about how um, my dad had a heart for empowering women Mm -hmm. and how there's a gap in society and how we empower women in the Lord. And so we're wanting to, to host girls programs and the other one would be life skills just helping raise the youth in very very practical life skills that will help them mm-hmm. yeah yeah some, some, yeah go ahead awesome this is really exciting and i know guys there's so much to so share much. We got, so we got, much. it's just exciting we could yeah. we could sit all day and hear more and and mm-hmm. i know that there's going to be a chance for us to learn more and and so uh, obviously if anybody has any more further questions or ways that you want to get connected Absolutely. one of the ways that we're getting connected through kingdom builders is we have earmarked that we want to get alongside of this financially as the church. And so we're thankful that we can uh, just begin down this road. And there are so many youth to reach. Uh, even right here within this location, we have Wisewood High School, like literally walking distance. There are thousands of teens that hang out at Chinook all the mm-hmm. time. And so we know this place is going to be full of youth and we're going to be able to reach them yeah. uh, for the gospel, for the glory of God. Amen. This is very, very exciting. And as Angel mentioned too, there will be some renovation uh, involved with it as well out near the chapel and in the back that we could also utilize for other ministries and other next gen focused ministries within the church uh, on times that we're not using it for the youth center. So it's going to be uh, just a great uh, step forward. And so we're super excited about Derek's drop-in youth center. Mm -hmm. This is fantastic. And we just want to pause and just pray with you guys real quickly. And so could you just stretch out your hand and we're just going to pray into this vision as this is one of the ways that we are on mission as kingdom builders locally, right here in our city, right here in this location, reaching the next generation. So let's just pause and just pray together, okay? Father, we thank you so much for an opportunity uh, like this that you have given us. And God, as a church, we just come alongside uh, this vision. We thank you for birthing it, Lord, in the heart of Angel and the heart of the, of the Kivia family and Jeremiah and, and uh, James and some of the youth and just birthing it in our hearts as a team. And God, as we've rallied around this, we want to see, Lord, literally hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of people come to know Jesus, youth and kids and families, Lord, that addictions would be broken, that this would truly be a place, Lord, where where you can belong well before you believe, that people would feel the acceptance of God, just like you reached out to the woman at the well, Lord. You reached out to her in her brokenness, Lord, just like you reached out to Zacchaeus, who was up on the tree, just interested in you. You you were the one that reached out to him and built relationship with him. I pray, God, that this ministry would be like that, that it would be a manifestation of loving all people to Jesus. And God, we pray, Lord, your blessing today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Isn't this exciting, you guys? Derek's drop-in youth center. So thanks so much, guys. Uh, You know, weren't you proud of some of the team last week, the Next Generation Service? Were you guys here, or did you watch it online? 
Uh, that's also our vision is really focused on the next generation. So this is just another extension of the great next gen ministry that is happening here at First Assembly. And so with that in mind, we also are raising up next generation leaders. And so we're going to go to a video real quick, and then I'm going to call up uh, Cody and James after that. So let's watch. Uh, let's roll to the video. So hi, my name is Anna. I'm a mother of two beautiful daughters, Maite and Valentina, and Guilherme's wife. And I'm here today to share a little bit about my journey as TMS student. So some years ago, still back home, a desire in my heart, I felt a desire in my heart to, to study the Word of God, to pursue the Lord, and to grow in His knowledge. So, and my prayer was, I want to be part of God, what God is doing in the world. So after some prayer, uh, it became a family purpose. And we, we use all that we have, our own resources to, towards to making it happen. And so uh, about four years ago, we left Brazil and we arrived here in Calgary. And trust me, it was not even like something that we researched much about the city or the lifestyle here. But we just trusted the Lord and we felt that He was ahead of us in leading every step of the way. So as I came, uh, I came as an international student, so I had first to complete my 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 diploma to further my education here and after completing the two years I just felt that it was time to to go and pursue my purpose here so when I first started um, attending First Assembly and heard about TMS Ministry School I just thought like this is the perfect place and this is perfect but when I realized that most of the audience was formed by young adults, I thought maybe, yeah, maybe this is not the place or I, it wouldn't be a great fit because I'm my mid-age, I have family, I have kids, so maybe this is not the, the, the right place. And then the pandemic hit and turned the world uh, upside down, so I just felt like now's the time. I need to go and pursue my purpose. And I, I just registered for TMS last fall, and one, it was one of the best decisions of my, that I ever made of my life. So being part of the Gila and learning with the best has been an amazing journey. And I love how passionate, how bold, and how they love the Lord. And I want to just grow and learn with all the young adults. And, and, and now I feel part of it. So it is amazing and I love it. So we are growing together. And I think has, and I really believe right now there is something powerful about the exchange uh, between generations. And I just want to learn more and more with them and grow together with them. So if I can give any advice to uh, people that are watching, I would say don't let the shyness, don't let uh, fear, and don't let labels to hold you back. 
just if you feel in your heart to pursue the Lord and if you feel to go and to learn and to dedicate your time because I know right now uh, there's a lot of distractions and there's a lot of we are busy but yeah uh, I don't regret like not at all to have some time to go and pursue my purpose here and yeah if I could give any advice would be that just go and if you feel in your heart to go now is the time now is the right time that God has designed and let's yeah let's seek uh, the purpose and everything that he has for us together so hi my name is Anna That's super exciting uh, to heal the ministry school. So we have uh, Cody and we have James. And so I'm going to bounce it right to you, James. We're going to get behind this. This is part of our, our 2021 initiative uh, as kingdom builders. We want to get behind developing local leaders for the local church and also for just society, for, the, for advancing the kingdom of God forward and being grounded in the word of God and theology and, and just filled with the spirit of God. So James, uh, this has been something we've been building for a couple of years. Why don't you bring us up to speed with where we are today and how yeah. we're getting behind it? Yeah, so quick backstory. What TMS stands for is the Healing Ministry School. And as you can see, it's not just for young adults. It's for everyone. And one thing that we asked as a team a few years ago, we said, man, why do we have students, people that want to go into ministry? Why are they always leaving Calgary? Why are they always going somewhere else to get trained and equipped? So we said, let's start something here for everyone. Because as you can see, there is no shortage of work. There's no shortage of the harvest out there for us as a family to engage in and go after. So we said we need to raise up leaders. So we're doing this. And it's a part of our church and a part of this church's DNA. The amount of leaders that First Assembly has sent out over the past almost 100 years is insane when it comes to looking at any average church. And we said, hey, how do we create a space that is not only here and for and by the local church, but is also affordable. Because I went to Bible college and it was over 40K. You know, that's almost robbery. Like, that's, that's a problem <laughs> to be equipped in ministry. So I, I paid it. Don't worry. My debts are paid. It was worth every penny. But we said, how and can there's we a place, do that? There's a place for that. Exactly. There's a place for Bible college. A amen. Amen. Seminary. So how can we do that? So I'm going to hand it over to Cody to talk about what we wanted to do to then support every single person being able to be equipped and trained in the way of Jesus. Yeah. So one of the things that we realized is that you know, even though what we've done is we've made, you know, TMS, you know, one night a week on a Tuesday, it's affordable. It's, uh, we were discussing this week, it's that bridge between Sunday school and seminary. It's those people who want to grow, but maybe you're never going to go to seminary, but you want to go a little bit deeper than Sunday school, but maybe just for some people in our community, it's still not necessarily affordable, right? We all live lives. We all pay bills. Sometimes to make that extra decision with that extra sort of financial leap can be really challenging. And so we don't want any barriers in the way from people having the opportunity to grow in the way of Jesus, to experience the empowerment of his presence, to go deeper in the scriptures, to be influential people wherever God places you. And so one of the things that came up was creating this bursary fund where uh, we can actually fund students to come through our ministry school so that they can become equipped and trained to either go be leaders here in our city or you know in our nation or across the globe, wherever that might be, or whether it's just right where God's placed you, that you can have more of an impact for the kingdom because you're sort of going deep. And so the idea was this bursary fund so that we can fund these students because we know that sometimes those financial decisions can be tough decisions. You want to grow, 
but to spend the money can be a huge leap. So. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And so just, guys, uh, how many students have we had just this last year? And, yeah. and just tell us about what that kind of looks yeah, like yeah, on a yeah. Tuesday night. Absolutely. And so the different tracks. Yeah, exactly. By God's grace, with COVID, we definitely thought, oh, this could be it for us. Uh, but we had 24 students engage over the past year. And over the past two and a half years, 78 different people go through this amazing course and family program. And as a support, that's you guys. You guys supporting that and supporting this ministry. And what it looks like on a Tuesday night is we... I'm going to hand it to Cody because he has shaped really incredibly a Tuesday night experience. Yeah, walk us through Tuesday night. Yeah, so on Tuesday night you arrive, uh, we have a shared meal together because if we know anything from examining the life of the church is that community happens over food. Are you with me? Amen. We all eat. Doesn't matter your background, family of origin. We all eat together. And it's good food by Mama Dolly too. It is incredible food. It ain't no pizza or something like that. Amen. It is is incredible food. So uh, we have have a meal together. We have a time just of, of sharing and testimony connection at the very beginning. Of course, as you know, you do announcements. There's always the business of the day that you have to get through. And then we participate in class time together. And so uh, the first six weeks of a semester is a spiritual formation class with Bob Osborne, who some of you know, a legend. Some of you know Bob. Yeah, he's a pastor, church planter, professor, incredible um, follower of Jesus who just imparts wisdom into the community. So we have more of a formal classroom sort of uh, setting. And then we have an hour of what we call ministry time. And that's an opportunity for us to grow in learning our spiritual giftings, to experience the prophetic, to, to practice, you know, giving words to other members of the community, to learn how to pray together. You know, there, it's just an open space typically where what we're, what we're doing is we're just trying to create opportunity to encounter the presence of God. Because here's the reality and something that can be lacking so often is that you get a school and it's all just formalized classroom knowledge. And that's incredible. We believe in formalized classroom knowledge. Are you with me? But we also believe in experiential knowledge. We also believe that you actually have to encounter and know personally the God that we follow to follow Jesus. And so we have a time of encounter together. And then the other element that we sort of added this last year is we just have shared rhythms and practices that we're trying to take up together as a community. So we all agree to a sort of rhythm of life where we agree to pray for a certain amount of time every day and to read the Bible just together, you know, because sometimes in our journey, I don't know what it's like for you. Uh, you just feel like you don't have those people that, you know, every week or every other day, you're just discussing, hey, how's the Bible reading going? How's the praying going? Are you sharing your faith with somebody? And we're trying to just create accountable opportunities for us to grow in actually embodying the way of Jesus, not just a set of doctrines that we believe, not just an experience, but also just all that practices together. So, so that's, uh, we end usually around nine. So we come together around 530, have dinner, and we end the night around nine, 915. It's only on Tuesday nights, one night a week, trying to make it accessible and practical for for everybody, even if you're a professional or a student, or even if you're doing university, I want to say this. This is a great addition to your university education because so often, and I, I don't want this to sound doom and gloom, but so many people go into university and they don't have that community of faith and they end up losing their faith or Nor walking away. do they away. have the theological depth. Yeah, they, to, they just don't have them. the people with whom they're running. Right. And so we just want to create space and opportunity where alongside maybe your other degree, if you're a student, you can also... Uh, get this great education. I love it. There are so many exciting things that are happening uh, at this church and even have been happening through the pandemic season. Isn't it incredible how the goodness of God has been leading us through this time and, and there's fruit and there's lives being changed and leaders being raised up. 
And so part of our Kingdom Builders focus this year is we want to put uh, a seed into funding a bursary because there's a lot of people uh, that can pay only partial or whatever. We don't want money to ever hold people back from stepping into what God's called them to do. So we want to get behind this financially. Uh, we want to continue to get behind financially and just sow a specific seed. It is primarily young adults. If you come here on Tuesday and, and some of the staff are involved and, and different ones of us, you know, leading and teaching different times as well. Uh, but if you come here on a Tuesday night, you'll see primarily young adults, but there are adults as well. So this, there's no limit on this. And so if you feel that stir no and God calling you to leadership and to train in theology and practical spiritual growth and formation, then we want to encourage you to be a part of it. We're going to pray into this. We got lots more to get through uh, here this morning. So let's just pray together. Why don't you reach out a hand and let's, let's pray for God's continued work uh, as we build the kingdom this next year, sowing into TMS. Father, we thank you for Cody, for James, God, for the team, for the worship track, the leadership track, Lord, the creative track, all the different tracks, Lord, that you have established and the theology, the grounding, and the Holy Spirit encounters that take place, Lord, as we break bread together and grow together. Father, we pray that you would raise up mighty leaders in just the next generation of leaders, Lord, for this local church and for the Church of Calgary and the Church of Canada. We thank you that you've called us in this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give these guys our appreciation. Amen. Thank you, Show Pastor them a big ben. round thank of applause. Thank you, First Assembly family. All right. As many of you know, the Calgary Dream Center is a ministry that we planted uh, a couple decades ago almost now. Uh, this church was was a, a, the, the church that was responsible for getting the dream, getting the vision. This was the local house. We stepped out in faith and on the cloud trail bought an old hotel that was probably the darkest, most broken place in the city. And it has been changed for the glory of God, literally impacting since then thousands of people uh, have come through the program. Uh, families have been impacted, men and women. And so we're going to watch a, a video of one of the projects we're going to get behind here uh, with Vision Sunday and this next year. Here we go. Hi, my name is Melody Brown Foster, and I have the privilege of serving as the Community Engagement Manager for the Calgary Dream Center. Part of my role here at the main tower is working with the facility care team. Our facility care team, formerly known as the custodial team, has a lot of heart. Uh, so we recently renamed them to the facility care team, and it's been an absolute joy and delight to work with them. They are former clients who have gained some skills and experience and have officially joined our team. And as part of their job, um, I get to work with them, not only in a manager capacity, but also as pastoral care and getting to know them on a personal level, as well as a professional level. And in conversations, they shared with me that although they love working here and they're so grateful for the, all of the experiences they have had, uh, they've noticed that after 20 years, some of the parts of our building are looking a little bit worn. And that's why I wanted to connect with you, our First Assembly family, today. 20 years ago, you dreamed a dream. A dream of restoring dignity, destiny, and dreams. You took a dark, dingy, awful hotel that was in really bad shape and you turned it into something amazingly beautiful. You came together with the hands and the feet and you built every kind of facility you could imagine. The, the beds, the kitchen, uh, 
them, you really met the people where they were and where they are to provide their basic needs. And we came together and we dreamt the dream and we built it. But now, 20 years later, our bedrooms are looking worn, our mattresses are stained, our curtains are falling apart, our floor, the carpet has seen better days. And this is where I wanted to invite you to dream again with us, to build with us, to be those hands and feet to come in and serve. We need painters, we need laborers. We need those of you that maybe don't have experience in those roles, but you have hearts like we do, and you can help clean, you can help serve a meal to keep our team going. Uh, for those of you that are able to contribute financially, we would love to replace our flooring, our mattresses, our curtains, and really make this place a home once again. Thank you, First Assembly, for dreaming the dream. Since you started years ago, we have seen over 8,000 people come through our door and we're excited for this next chapter. Let's build together. That is so exciting. We are the Dream Center. This ministry was birthed from this church. As the senior pastor of this church, I sit on the board of the Dream Center. So do many of the, the people from this congregation. This is our ministry. This is the impact we are making uh, here in our city, locally, on mission. And as you give to Kingdom Builders, whether it be monthly or one-time donation, as you give to Kingdom Builders, we are able to give monthly. We have a monthly commitment uh, to the Dream Center. But we also want to raise an additional $10,000 through this project through Kingdom Builders this year that will enable them to do uh, what they were sharing with us today. So we're going to get behind the Dream Center. We have been faithful to them since the beginning financially and with our prayer and even practically. If you want to get involved or get connected, reach out to FA Cares and Kirsten would love to get you connected to the Dream Center and there's ways you can serve there as well. But this is our ministry in our city uh, that we get to be a part of. And so this is exciting. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to shift to, that's our local mission that we're highlighting these projects through Kingdom Builders. Now we're going to shift to our global mission. And one of the things I want to just share at the very top is in the Kingdom Builders magazine, you will see our, our project in Estonia. I've been to Estonia multiple times over the years. Our global workers, Rodney and Kaya Corcoran, are there on mission in Tallinn, Estonia. Rodney was called by God in a supernatural way uh, many years ago and invested in youth ministry, uh, helped plant them throughout the whole nation. Now he's uh, restarted a Bible college, a deacon school, a pastor school. There's leadership training going on. And through the Bible college that has started a few years ago, now they are doing local outreaches in one of the main university towns in, in a city called Tartu. So they're doing this right away. And then also next year, they're planning another outreach where they plant Alpha and they plant uh, churches through starting Alphas in these university towns and, and throughout different parts of Tallinn and Tartu. And uh, it's a very exciting work that God is doing there. Uh, Rodney just wanted to say a special thanks and greeting. So we're just going to watch the video from him right now. Hello, I'm Rodney, and I would like to say thank you to First Assembly. We greatly appreciate your partnership with us here at uh, the Next Step Bible School, as well as the Pastor School and the Deacon School here in Tallinn, Estonia. Listen, just this past Saturday, we had our graduation for the Next Step Bible School students who had dedicated a full year to learning from the Word of God, being involved in mission. And one of the missions that they were a part of was traveling uh, from Tallinn all the way to the University City of Tartu 
where they were a part of launching an alpha. And during this alpha, they were able to introduce young people to the life-giving message of Jesus. This is awesome, and this is what we're planning on doing next year. Uh, and we get to do it because of the support that we get from you. So we want to let you know how that has made such a huge difference in the middle of a pandemic. And we just pray that God would bless you and would continue to expand your mission and vision in Calgary. Have an amazing day. God bless. Very exciting. We get to be on mission. Uh, Estonia is just right next to uh, the former, well, it's right next to Russia. It was part of the former USSR. And so we're uh, supporting uh, Rodney and Kaya. Friends, you would have noticed already on back on this stage is our very own Sarah Curdy. Welcome back, Sarah. Sarah, it is so good to have you back. And I, I know that uh, many of you know uh, that Sarah was part of this team for, how many years were you on the staff with us, Sarah? Oh, well, when I began here, the Dream Center was just a vision. Right. Okay. So you've been <laughs> part of the journey. <laughs> you've been part of the journey. And just over a year ago, uh, we were part of uh, praying for you and commissioning you as a church to step into international missions with the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. And so Sarah has stepped in as a global worker, and we are uh, big supporters. We get behind her financially and prayerfully as, as one of our global workers. There's a few from the house. You know, there's uh, Marco and Pauline. There's Greg Swinimer. Uh, there is Sarah Curdy. There's the people that are from First Assembly, like from our house that we have sent out into full-time missions work. And so Sarah is our most recent addition to that. Sarah, why don't you tell us uh, what's been going on with you? Uh, I know you're working with Zoe, and so tell us about some of the things that God has called you to, and we'd love to hear from you today so we can get behind uh, some of these projects, too, that we're talking about, too, because you were firsthand in some of these things that we're going to be discussing. Now, feel free to interrupt me to keep me on track, because I am... No problem. I am ramped up this morning, you guys. Good. Come on. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, so if you want to hear a good story about how to launch into global ministry and how the world shut down with a global pandemic, have a coffee with me sometimes, and I'll tell you about the, the things I've learned about the goodness of God when you think you've missed the plot. <laughs> And, and how he just reaffirms that, you know, he's called us, he's equipped us, he's given us a purpose. And the time is always now. It's, you don't wait for everything to line up perfectly. When God says, I've got something for you to do, something for you to do, you go. So I'm going to tell you why I'm so, so excited right now and so passionate. So Zoe Network um, started by Leanne McAllister a number of years ago. And uh, it's designed to, um, well, first of all, we partner with projects around the world that support and bring life to vulnerable women. Women and girls are the most vulnerable and most unreached group in the world. And, uh, and we also have courses that help, um, have an identity course that's about um, women, women understanding that God has called us and equipped us for leadership and for influence and purpose. And so it's really exciting. Now, Zoe Network, Zoe is the Greek word for life. And it's not just everyday life. It's divine, eternal life. It's the word that Jesus uses in John 10, 10, when he says, I have come to give you life and life to the full. And so when we talk about eternal life, we often think about that as later in heaven, right? But you know what? This life that Jesus promised us is now. This divine, eternal life, you know what? That's in me. That is me because I am full of the Holy Spirit. And that is you. You are full of divine and eternal life. And this is the good news for the world. Because when we experience and live out and manifest the divine and eternal life that overflows outside the walls of the church. Amen. 
to the streets, to the dream center, to every corner of the world, because what is broken and lost and not full of life needs to be exposed to the light for life to be breathed into it so that healing can begin, that brokenness can be knit back together, that the life that God had intended for us is here now as his church rises. Do you believe it? You're far too quiet in here. <laughs> We're only at 15%, right. you know. <laughs> you haven't been back for a while. 15% can make a fair amount of noise. Okay, it's so a lot quieter when yes. there was nobody in here. Just, yeah, no. <laughs> it's true. Hey, it's, Sarah, never, it's never quiet when I'm around, so. Tell it, tell it. <laughs> Tell us some of the things that you're working on with Zoe, some of the okay. things that, that you're, you're doing and you're seeing God do. Okay, so, you know, when, um, when you take the time to listen and to hear people's stories, my heart gets absolutely wrenched. And the stories that we've been hearing in the news about the, the graves at the residential schools and uh, the Me Too movement that came out, there's a whole hashtag that goes along with that called Church Too. So we're fooling ourselves if we think that's not us and that's not now because abuse is rampant in the world and in the church. And sometimes I just get to the point where I'm like, let's just burn it all down, (laughs) start a gate. (laughs) And I'm like, God, show me the good news. And I'll tell you what the good news looks like. It looks like the church rising up, creating an impenetrable wall in front of the vulnerable and saying the gates of hell will not prevail here, right? We were singing, we were singing, let the wind blow, let us be sent out, let the church rise. And I'm like, if not now, when? It, the time is now. You've got the divine, abundant life of Christ in you, and the world is desperate for it. They need to see that we will pursue justice and walk humbly, and we will stand in front of them and say the gates of hell will not prevail. So what does this look like? We have partners in Malawi called the Fountain of Life, run by Steve Bowler. And Malawi has some horrible numbers and stories about what they do to young girls in the culture there, especially in the rural communities, um, how old men will use young girls to cure them of their HIV. And I won't go into all the stories. But Fountain of Life looked around and saw that there was no safe place for these girls. There was no counseling for their trauma that they've experienced. And so they have raised up an army of 70 volunteers that go out into the surrounding communities and provide trauma counseling for those who have been victims of abuse. And that is what life looks like. That's when things get, the darkness gets exposed and Christ's healing can begin. And when they girls experience that, who do they see their help comes from? Us who are manifesting Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I don't think these should be, I don't think these should be occasional stories. These should be our everyday stories. And I have to say, if you are here today or if you're listening online and you've experienced abuse, whether physical, sexual, or emotional, and you haven't felt that the church is a safe place for you, I'm so sorry you have felt that. And Jesus sees you. And there are people here that are reaching out their hand and saying, please just take his step forward. You can come talk to us afterwards or email us and we will put you in touch with trained, informed trauma counselors and prayer warriors that will surround you and help you experience the life that Jesus had intended for you that the devil tried to take away. So please reach out. Okay. It's so exciting, you know, Sarah, to see, you know, you step in and be able to serve and, and to share the gospel in, in countries and in situations where there's so much 
uh, trauma and, and abuse and, and to see the justice of God, uh, you know, just be manifest through loving and, and serving in some of these nations. Uh, and your focus all over the world was Zoe and mm-hmm. your focus, I know we're going to get to it just in a moment. Yes. You were in Cambodia with the team from our yes. church last year. We're going to get to get to that just in a minute, yes, but absolutely. you've also, when you were uh, on staff with us, you were mm-hmm. able to travel a couple of years ago to one of our restricted access nations. Mm-hmm. And that's one of our projects as well. Why don't you just give us a quick snapshot of some of the work that, that we're doing there and how we're, our giving to kingdom builders is going to impact that restricted access nation. And right. We can't really say all yeah. the details because it is a restricted access, access yeah. nation, we but you restri- were there. We say restricted access because um, in many countries still it is illegal to proclaim the gospel and to encourage people to follow Jesus. And so um, we say restricted access just to protect the people that are there. Um, but some really exciting things are going on. Now, there has been a long history of the church in this nation. And um, we've had global workers there. Um, oh, gosh, even from the very beginning of the, of the gospel in the early church, there has been Christians there. And um, they have often been just recipients of the, the mission of God. You know what I mean? Like foreign missionaries will come. Global workers will come, train them up. Um, they have their churches there and such. But, um, but some of our, our coworkers have been contending that they become a sending force. And so, so no longer say just send people to us, but we will go out because the Christians in those nations are, are in prime opportunity to be the ones to show and witness and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And so, um, so they, they are our, our friends there, uh, along with the Assemblies of God, um, are partnering to train up sent ones to, to start new churches in their nation and in their neighboring nations. And I can't tell you how monumental this is. It is, it is, it's huge. And uh, we're believing that this uh, move of God is going to come as these people put their lives at risk to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to those who so desperately need, need to hear uh, it's it. so yeah. awesome. <laughs> and it's so exciting to see what God is doing. And First Assembly... We are part of that. We are part of impacting this area of Northern Africa as we give. So that's one of We've our projects. We've been investing there for like 15 more years. 15 so, years yeah, plus yeah. has been our mm-hmm. investment in this mm-hmm. restricted access nation. So as you give and as you partner, we're making a difference in this part of the world. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, you've been there, which is amazing. So thanks for that. Finally, uh, Cambodia. You took a team of ladies from our church mm-hmm. just right before the pandemic hit. We got and in there so, just under the wire. So tell us a little bit. One of the nations you guys visited there was Cambodia with Leanne and mm-hmm. it was Zoe. And uh, we had Lucy and Pamela Gee mm-hmm. from our church and yourself. And who else went on the team with you? A couple others. A couple other ladies and uh, and then some of the so some of the Cambodian female leaders are there. That picture there, we had just finished a lunch with some like 10 powerhouse Cambodian female leaders um, that are impacting their communities and planting churches. And um, Tiffany, uh, Tiffany is a global worker. She runs the Child Care Plus program in Cambodia. So if you didn't know about that, it's a child sponsorship program that's run through local church. And they're seeing a huge impact in the the poverty levels and the, the resiliency of those families that they've been investing into. Zoe partners with them for maternal health, teaching the mom's hygiene and uh, and all, all those good things for health in the home. And because we know when you invest in a woman, you don't just impact her life, you impact the life of her family and the whole community because women keep their hands wide open. And uh, so it's, it's, it's generational. Now, in Cambodia, if you remember in the 70s, there was the Khmer, Khmer Rouge, right? And uh, this wasn't in the far past. This was in my lifetime. 
And the, the young people that are coming up today, it was their parents that experienced this genocidal maniac. And uh, James has been there. And we went and saw some of the killing fields and the, all the skulls. And, uh, and that trauma has not been healed. The church is very young in Cambodia. Um, the Khmer Rouge wiped out any trace of it. So when you're looking at it now, it's like less than 30 years old. And it's full of young people. And uh, Tiffany and Ian are, are, um, have had an amazing ministry um, called the Global Center, where they, they house uh, university students. And so it's really expensive, especially for Cambodians that don't live in the capital, that come to the city to go to um, university, and they live in unsafe and unhealthy um, expensive places. And so Tiffany and Ian provide them a place to live, but it's not just a place to live. It's a whole family environment in there. They eat together, they mentor them, they discipleship them. It's, it's really incredible. And so now they have an opportunity to build a, a bigger center to help reach more university students because the young people there, you know what? They're desperate for the gospel. They love it. They love the global community that it connects them to. And so the time is ripe. And I keep saying this, the time is now, right? Why time is it back? <laughs> Sarah, that's yeah. so exciting. And I'm so glad that you were able to be there with some of the ladies from our church and see this firsthand. And we really want to get behind this project, the Global Center, and be part of what they're doing. So we're just going to go to a video right now that shares the vision. And as we give to Kingdom Builders, as we get behind it, this is what we're able to do as a church. So we're going to roll that video right now. When we first came to Cambodia, I came here to teach at a Bible school. Every day for a year, I would drive by the university, which was near the Bible school that I was teaching, and uh, God spoke to me every day that I was supposed to start a work in that university. There was nobody doing ministry or outreach to those students, 20,000 students. And every day I ignored God. Got to the point where his voice was so loud that I could not ignore it anymore. And I went home and I talked to Tiffany and I said, I feel like God is calling us to do this. I said, you're crazy. That wasn't our plan when we came to Cambodia. Uh, but it's really what he felt the Holy Spirit speaking to him. We rented a tiny little place across the street from the university and we opened up a little uh, cafe. I opened the doors, I had two staff members there that were running the coffee shop, and the place sat empty for months. Uh, no students came through the doors, and I felt like I maybe had missed the voice of God. And uh, eventually we got one or two students coming through the door, and I, I would tell them to call their friends, and then their friends came. But it took a whole year of intentional relationship with those students to see anybody making a decision for Christ. Uh, students from the provinces come into Phnom Penh to study and they don't have university housing here. They don't have a safe place for them to live. So we began to open up a place for students to live. And I remember uh, we took the students out on a camping trip. We went out to an island off the coast of Cambodia. In one of the evenings, I sat with them and I just shared God's heart towards them. And after on the boat ride home, one student after another would come to me and say, can we study the Bible together when we come back to Phnom Penh? It was the moment that I had been waiting for for a whole year. When we returned to the city, I started studying Bibles with them and then it was like the floodgates opened and one by one students started giving their hearts to the Lord and uh, they were hungry for more and that worship service turned into preaching and teaching 
And from there it turned into we want to call our friends to come and we want to go out and we want to go to do this. And it was like lodging for a year and working for a year and seeing no fruit, but then the floodgates opening and being in that place where it was like, okay, God, uh, you were right all along and all I had to do was just trust you. All those original students who gave their hearts to the Lord, they are the pastors, they are the teachers, they are the people that are doing the outreach to villages. Students come here to this place, they hear about Christ, they give their life to the Lord, and then they go home, and they're bringing Christ with them, and that is the best and most rewarding thing about this ministry. And we get to be on mission with him. The scripture says, 2 Peter 3, 9, that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises as some see slowness to be, but that he is patient with us, not wanting anybody to be lost, but all to be saved and all to come to a place of repentance and knowledge of Jesus. Romans chapter 10 says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him if they have not heard about him? How can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. In First Assembly, this is our opportunity today. And as we start this vision, we usually do Vision Sunday a lot earlier in the year, but with everything going on with COVID, we just felt like the timing wasn't quite right. But as we're now moving towards Reopening, and as we move towards the fall and for the rest of 2021, we want to make the, these projects uh, our focus. And so, if you want to just put the, the pie chart up there, just real quickly, we're going to be focusing on our goal of $180,000. And so, half of that will go to the projects locally, half of that will go to the projects globally. All the details are in the Kingdom Builders magazine. I encourage you to pick that up. Again, it's available PDF. I think if we all prayerfully discern how we can do this, and Heather and I have already been talking about this, and this morning uh, we are giving and we are sowing into this project, and this is above and beyond our regular giving, and so I'd encourage you to prayerfully consider how we can do that. I just know that if we all do something, we're going to hit this goal and beyond, and we're going to set ourselves up uh, to even do more and even to go further and even to help more global workers. There are global workers that literally are, are reaching out because we're sending people around the world, and there are times that we just have to say, look, we just don't have room in our budget. I would never want us to say, you know, that we, we, we can't support a new global worker, that we can't get behind another project where there's need. And so um, thank you for you doing your part. And so that's what that's going to be about. For the next couple of weeks and even through the month of June, we're going to focus uh, to reach this goal as we move towards the summer. And so with God's help, I believe we're going to be able to do it as we go above and beyond, as we accelerate the vision of First Assembly. But it is going to take us all leaning in to do something. So obviously there's not going to be an offering at this time, but as we prayerfully close the service, um, I would encourage you to give if you haven't yet given today or you would like to give or you'd like more information. We'd love to uh, reach, uh, reach you and, and get you the information that you need through the Kingdom Builders magazine. 
But I would encourage you to give today as well. I'd encourage you to sow a seed today. Uh, as Heather and I have led the way to do that, we just want to encourage you to do that as well and to prayerfully do that with us. If you need some time, you know, no pressure. If you need time to talk about it or think about what it could look like over the next few weeks. But I believe that there are some people as well that could give largely. Uh, we also are on mission locally. And I sent an email out to our congregation recently about our South property. That's in the Kingdom Builders magazine. Currently, we've put that on pause, uh, but we are looking at our next steps about that. We purchased some property uh, just over a year ago to see our expansion in the South. We are committed to that vision. We will see that vision move forward. And even as we get to the fall, we're going to get more clarity and talk more about that. Uh, but some of you might want to give to that project as well. And as you give there, that's Kingdom Builders local. And so I would encourage all of us today to sow into this Kingdom Builders mission. And so why don't we pray as we conclude. Father, we thank you for this day. Those of us joining us online and here in the room, God, we thank you that we get to be a part of advancing your kingdom. Lord, we get behind this vision. Lord, we thank you that we will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. It's not just some far off dream. You've been faithful to us. You've sustained us. You have helped us. And God, we will see the goodness of God. We will see tens of thousands of people come to know Jesus through the future of First Assembly. And today, we do our part as we sow by faith, as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just worship one more time today. And then God bless you as you go from this place. Here we go. Thank you so much for listening to this message. We pray that you have received truth and have been encouraged. For more information about First Assembly, how to get connected, and to listen to our latest worship albums, please visit our website at www.fa.church. 